episode. I'm disgraced sports journalist Josh Gallup and welcome to the Kick It Ford uh, Sausage Factory, I guess. Someone's changed my script. Uh, the only <laughs> sports him. newsroom with the guts to tell it as it is. <laughs> uh, remember, uh, if you do yell at Kick It Ford anywhere, tag us and we'll share it. Beside me, as always, are my reporters, Giorgio Meekbally and Gary Neville. How you going, guys? Gary Whoa. Neville checking in for business. That's yes. racist. Yeah. Oh, well. I've enjoyed the Gary Neville comments. <laughs> I've been good. Yeah, you get a lot of lookalikes. Uh, Ed Helms, yeah. Gary Neville. Um, Tim Fitzgerald, your brother. Yeah, he looks like you. Yeah, all yeah. 10 out of 10 roosters. Big legends. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, no disagreeing. Uh, been an absolute legend. I thought uh, roo was kangaroo, or is it if you call someone a roo, are they a rooster? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, oh, I thought yes. it was kangaroo. <laughs> Kangaroos are cool, though. I'd be a kangaroo. Kangaroos are pretty cool. They're very hoppy. Roosters are distinctly ugly. Uh, but they're powerful. You ever, like, you seen a pretty one? When you see one, you'll know. Uh, Harry, how's your okay, weekend? Okay, yeah, it was good. Can I just first of all just, um, shout out to our new listeners? Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope you're enjoying it. Um, weekend was great. Oh, no, he's back, guys. What? Perth's premier MC. Oh, no. Uh, Been an absolute legend. (laughs) (laughs) This time. You're on two. How many times are you going to use that? I don't know. I like (laughs) it. As many as possible, please. This time, um, free services for a very good friend's wedding. Oh, Um, wedding. Oh, wedding. Yeah, weddings. We get a lot of people messaging saying, shut the fuck up about weddings, but go on. (laughs) Oh, no, we've got heaps of wedding chats today. It's going to be great. So it was Tuber and Elle. Congratulations to them. Good listeners of of ours as well. Um, Elle's brilliant idea was to scrap the guest book. You know, you've got at weddings where you sign it. Yeah. Oh, I came to your wedding. Congratulations. Yeah. She went, nah, don't want that. So she set up um, a something called the answering machine where you leave an audio message of congratulations, right, G? And then um, it gets printed onto a vinyl for them to enjoy forever. Oh, cool. Yeah. Isn't that a nice little touch? So we were running through cool. a few scenarios of things you could do, like at the wedding, like do take it to the toilet and <laughs> record things in Just top-notch stuff. Oh, I yeah. like that joke. But um, I was, you know, so I caught up him saying this wedding. Um, oh, yeah. It was bloody smooth as butter, My I had nothing to do with my MC. Yeah. Um, that I forgot to leave a message, so I thought what I'd do is just leave one right now. Should we oh. get into it? Oh, oh okay. yeah, 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 go cool. for it. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right. Shall you've reached Alan Gibb, so we can't get to the phone right now. We all hope you're having a phenomenal time like we oh. are. Please leave us a message with some well wishes so we can listen to them on our wonderful honeymoon. Love ya. And I love you guys. Mr. and Mrs. Gibber and Elle, I was so caught up having a great time at your wedding reception that I didn't get a chance to leave a message. So here I am right now. First of all, congratulations to you both and thanks for giving me the honour of emceeing your special occasion. Um, Hurry up. It's tough to... Excuse me? As I usually end up being forced to sing Never Tear Us Apart um, in honour of the newlyweds. So I guess here it is. Somebody Now cut that music, Josh. Don't ask me. You want the whole song? Yeah. What you know is true Don't have to tell you I love your precious heart ah. Consummate that marriage <laughs> Love you guys, bye Well you can tear them apart um, I, don't really know, I don't know Jibber that well so. I think you might have just you torn know, them apart To be honest I with was, that guys, Let's just say I was hungover from the wedding But not from being tired or um, alcohol Hungover from love <laughs> I didn't know there was such a thing. What have you guys been doing? Anything cool like that? <laughs> no, not really. Look, my life's been um, it's been pretty boring recently. A lot of painting my house. So oh. naturally I've had to do another mini investigation this oh, week as off. part of my catch-up. Well, it? I don't get invited to as many weddings as you guys. Why is that? Uh, I think my friends don't <laughs> love each other. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, 
I chimed a different way, but yeah, yeah. Go on. Yeah. What, what's your That's investigation? <laughs> well, look. Um, in our boys NBA chat, one of the boys sent through this screenshot of a Reddit uh, thread. <laughs> but there's a description of a person at a Celtics versus Jazz game mm. in in the US. Apparently, projectile vomiting. Oh. On on several crowd like across seats it was in such vivid detail and it was so good i tracked down the reddit user himself to tell us the story we're at the game celtics jazz towards the end of the half uh, i actually i accidentally bet a thousand dollars in the game when i meant to bet a hundred so i'm like intently watching this thing and i hear the guy next to me goes oh my fucking god and i look at him and he's looking down and directly in front of us about six rows there's a man standing up in a Delonte West jersey, and you just see this guy just projectile movement onto like, the two rows in front of him. When a person throws up, you just no one needs to to tell you to do this. It's just the thing that you do is you just put your head between your knees and you just throw up in one spot. This guy standing up like almost like a lawn sprinkler just covers. I mean, like six seats across. And people are getting up, they're running out. And I think he was there with, I don't know, it was his dad or something, uh, but he was there with this older guy. This poor man, I, if he ever sees this, I want him to know uh, he did what he could. Think of how much vomit a human being you think can fit in their stomach. Twice that much. It's comically like Adam Sandler movie amount of vomit. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. And this guy says nothing the whole time. He's just looking at him and his dad or whatever standing there looking at him, he's got a napkin in his hand and he just grabs him by the wrist and they just get the fuck out of there. He was like, it looked like he'd eaten, drank a whole bunch of like um, fizzy drink and Doritos. It was like bright orange projectile oh, I'm, vomit I'm all over so many people. The commentary, yeah, I, on. I once projectile vomited out the front door of the house because I got food poisoning from some ham off ham in the fridge at work. I saw, and then a couple of hours later, oh. I just couldn't, I couldn't make it to the toilet or outside, so I just opened the door. Luckily, no one was at the front door <laughs> trying to come Jehovah's in. Witness. Yeah. <laughs> Did you go back inside? Yeah, just locked the door and then sure. it'll rain later. Are you sure it wasn't because someone spiked your 14th beer? Possibly. Uh, that was Mitch Coleman, by the way. Thank you very much, Mitch. I'd actually planned to uh, record with Mitch at a certain time and he hit me up like an hour before and was like, mate, I'm so sorry, um, I can't make it. I've... He ends up coming on uh, an hour or so later and he comes clean. <laughs> when I messaged you and said uh, I wasn't feeling good, I actually had to go bail someone out of jail oh. and I just didn't have the time to explain this. I was just like, fuck, I got to go deal with this right now. It was $40 and it had to be in cash. And I don't think I'm getting that money back. <laughs> you Fucking hell, good friend. So that's just a normal day for him. No, I've had a little, he was like, I've never done this before. I don't really know. What, I was just like, yeah, how does that work? Like, he's already lied once, Giorgio. That's true. That's true. Anyway, uh, thank you, Mitch, for that awesome story. So such a, an excellent storyteller told it so vividly. It's like I was there. Well, we're going to gather around in two weeks' time. Mm. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, doing a little thing with AFL. Me and Harry going two days early to Melbourne to be on this flight. So we're going to lose a lot of time to go uh, past Adelaide to then go back to Adelaide. Josh, just quickly, some admin quickly. Um, you know how I booked the window seats for my initial, original flights and yeah. the Virgin kindly changed them for us? Yes. Uh, any update on where I've, whether I've still got a window or not? They're getting us an exit row H. So you might not get a window, but you'll get an exit row, they said, because I explained that we're both quite tall. Are you okay with that? 
That's not bad for Perth to yeah, Perth to Melbourne. Amazing, for amazing. Perth, wait, for Whoa, Perth to you're Melbourne? an extra right. That's a lot of responsibility. Are you okay with the <laughs> okay. responsibility of having to open the door? If so, you know when someone's explaining that to you on the flight and you're just like zoning out and you're like, shut up all my leg room. I don't give a shit if this plane's going down. I'm fucking legging it. I'm not doing shit. Legging it. Um, well, you got the leg room, so you got the space too. Yeah, no, in it. mine, it's like white noise. She's just like. She'll be speaking. She'll be like, oh, hi. In the event of emergency, would you be willing to assist uh, those evacuating the aircraft? And it's just white. And I was going... <laughs> it's like, if I... <laughs> it's like, if I say yes, will you leave me alone so I can spread my legs out in front of me, please? But speaking of gathering, we sold some T-shirts. Guys. Um, oh, we did. We sold out. Yeah, we did. In about Quickly. three hours. It was, really, it was really good. Um, thanks to everyone that bought a Gather Round t-shirt. One of my friends bought one. Actually, two of my friends bought them. I'm like, man, I'll, you don't have to buy it. I'll, I'll get you a Gather Round tea. No, like, no, no, we can't just No, we just want to just sort, support small oh. businesses. We don't just give them out, mate. Um, but like we've set, we've set a precedence with our podcast that we're self-deprecating. Um, and so every <laughs> correspondence we have is the, the listeners shredding us. So we were like, hello, you have ordered a gathering tea. We just need the information to get this order off straight away. Yeah, sizes. Um, and there's just guys like, hello, smash crab head. I'd like, <laughs> I'd like a large and a big old signature on the back. And I'm like, oh, thanks a lot. The other one is like, big lanky ranger, cheers. And like, they're always like that. The best thing is I was actually doing a lot of admin for this project and I was just reading these emails. They're all assuming it's Josh on the keyboard. I'm just going, beautiful. Yeah. You're going, going, yep, you're welcome from smash crab You're going, crab yeah, I am a smash crab head <laughs> ranger idiot. Fuck me. <laughs> Fuck me, man. Um, <laughs> so necessary. Cam Peters was also like, would be great to get an XL and please sign um, right on the nipple. <laughs> right on the nipple. Um, we don't know where your this nipple half is. pissed on the way back from Socceroos, Ecuador. Um, I hope this is imme- <laughs> immediate enough. Love the pod. Keep kicking it forward. Thank you very much for everyone that did that. So basically we got some ideas heading over there. Um, if you have... Uh, any ideas you think that'll be worthwhile uh, give us a shot if you're in Adelaide we're going to be at the game so come have a beer it'd be great also we're looking for a space to record if you have any free room somewhere um, probably a bedroom not the best but um, yeah we're trying to find a place to make this more permanent setup. I'm sounding pretty desperate right now I'm not desperate I'm just worried oh we've got heaps of options we're just seeing if there's anything else yeah, yeah just yeah, seeing yeah, through yeah. out there well it's just like you know like I've got to provide a space for you guys so you guys otherwise you might you know find a better offer you might find somewhere else that they can offer something better in the situation. Okay. Okay. Do, you, do you know what I mean? Like, um, Well, I'm actually happy with the eraser at the moment because I don't have to travel very far. I don't think anyone else will have my dumb ant facts on oh, on shit. anyone else's podcast, to be honest. That's true. But um, I just know that um, Harry's actually become pretty close with the Inspired Unemployed. Oh, I, met, I met Jack and Fouts. Yeah, you just te- texted oh, him said you like had as friends, as friends now. Yeah, you and said you guys became like I'm really just, close. And you were like, we're best mates. And now I'm just wondering, like, are these guys going to poach you? They see your talent. Well, they, I would, I reckon they'd, they'd like Harry's big house. That's pretty strong. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I need a space, otherwise yeah. I'm going to lose Harry. Yeah. Just don't forget, I see you texting him, laughing, giggling in the corner. So it's just Jack. Um, oh, right. you- love, it's the loveliest blokes ever. I actually got, um, yeah. it was Mum's birthday that weekend. I met them, and um, we're in Rottnest Island. And I told Fox, go and wish Mum a happy 60th, and he spoke to her for about five or ten minutes. It was great. Why don't you fucking marry him? <laughs> Oh, mate. Well, they wouldn't treat me like this. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you're not going the right way about treating me. All right, boys. Are you, uh, oh, no, no, no. Don't go, don't go, don't go. Don't go. Um, just opening the door. Oh, Josh, just me and you now. Uh-huh. Yes, more airtime for me. Uh, I'm go. back. Uh, he's back. Oh, cool. He's back. Cool. Uh, yeah, don't worry about it, Georgie. Um, uh, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Looks like you're about to push the button for the headlines. Uh, okay. Don't press it. Um, so last week. Last week, last week, last week. Where do I begin? 
Finding week. out that ants, finding out that ants condone slavery. Um, Hate it. After some deliberation, we decided we can't affiliate with a brand that condones slavery in any form. We are an anti-slavery podcast, as we mentioned. Anti-racism, I even approached, um, I approached the ant community. They refused to comment. In fact, they told me to get fucked. Um, I punched a bunch. Well done. Because that's one less slaver <laughs> on this stunk. earth. And my fist stunk. And I yeah, it they too. stink as well. They well, slavers stink. Yeah. After a few listener recommendations, we've signed a new deal with bees. Cool bee facts. Buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> All right, I'm leaving. Hardy's <laughs> out again. I'm going. Yeah, you know what? Go, go say hi to your boyfriend. Uh, what is the fact? Um, so a single oh, <laughs> a single bee will produce around a tablespoon of honey in its lifetime. It's a lot of honey. That's not that's much. not much at all. I would have thought what do you mean? Way more. What do you mean? That's like a, a tablespoon. That's like a solid serve of honey. That's one bee. Mm. One bee. Think about how many are in a hive. How I'm many sorry, fucking tablespoons of honey? Pro, even though they're pro-slavery, the ants are lifting fifty times their weight. A bee is um, producing. Oh yeah, pretty three easy. Times their, their, the amount on. of pollen they got on their legs all the time. Can we just quickly talk about slavery in the bee community? Yeah, yeah. What's going on there? Yeah, there's no slavery in the bee community. Uh, it's all ethical. The question is, it's a monarchy. No, they can come and go as they please. It's all ethical. Oh, you guys, you know what this is? You guys just found out that without slaves, pr- production's pretty slow, okay? Yeah, with slaves, with ant slaves, they produce a lot. But a tablespoon, that's a modest amount. That's they a lot the of exa- They're a colony. They're the exact same thing. Oh, my God, George. Nah, yeah, seriously. Yes, Queenie, I'll make Bees more honey tidy, for you. They're yes, tidy, they're nice. No, no, no. They, they, can, they, can, they don't need to be there. They can come and go as they please. Harry, they get please paid. don't go. I can't put up with this I guy by myself. I don't know, I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to do. <laughs> I think this is the last oh, I forgot episode. to say I moved house. And well, You guys helped me move house. Thanks so much. Yeah, you're welcome. It. Yeah, oh, cheers. Right. Um, just still ripping on Georgie for one thing, but not a bad one. Um, rocked up with the blood taken. Biggest muscles in the whole group. We're expecting you to be able to throw out around a couch and you get there and you go, sorry, man, I can't lift anything for about three hours. Oh. No, I believe I said... Um, <laughs> just in case it explodes. You know what? Uh, next time I won't fucking come. I got a blood well, test and then she goes, she, she goes, um, oh, yeah, no, like, no exercise or anything for the next four hours. And I was like... Okay, what if I'm going straight from here to helping a friend move house? And she goes, yeah, probably don't do that. And I still fucking did that. So no, you no, you did it, but you kept checking your arm in case it had exploded and yeah. was <laughs> pumping out blood. I was like, you're probably going to be fine. I did appreciate that when it's a white couch um, and you double check that you weren't spurting blood all over it. Do we get the same amount of thank yous for this help? Because I know like G came but only for about an hour. Yeah, your, sh- your shift went for five hours. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. We even tried to prank call some um, talk about radio stations, but then we're too tired. <laughs> This wasn't working. Yeah, it just wasn't working. No, thank you to you both. Um, should we get into the headlines? Okay. Okay. Nutty Bartel poos for the first time in a day. It was better than Leo. Matildas have won again. And welcome back, Daniel Ritardo. They came bounding over. <laughs> the headlines. Welcome to the headlines. This week's headlines are brought to you by Tab Touch. Tab Touch is the WA betting brand behind the Eagles, Dockers, and kick it forward. Tab Touch, you've got the touch. The Dockers have won. We can finally release the Jack. Uh, the- um, Luke Jackson video. So that yes. will be coming out this week. Wonderful. And we'll be sending it off for okay. approval tonight. Josh Garland would, would say I've been trained the house down. Kick it forward. He's coming off. Get him back off. Get him off. 
Yeah, AFL, another great round. It's been a pretty entertaining first three rounds. Um, we've got a guest coming up on the podcast, Rufus Rice, and he fucking hates on AFL, which is quite interesting. But um, a lot oh. to be spoken about. A big highlight for me was Thursday night. They had uh, the guy from – he's actually from Mount Barker in WA, Arthur Jones – just fucking relishing the debutant, being a debutant. Absolutely mm. loved it. Like yep, it was yep, so yep. much fun watching him run around and then his whole family. And this is the family photo that we captured off. <laughs> I think it's called Camera 17. That's actually quite gorgeous. I didn't know he's got the uh, other angle from it, but yeah. Um, I'm actually related to Jamara through his Eagle side. So his Eagle ties are from Western Australia. And yeah, so we're related through that way. They'd moved to Perth effectively just to just to make it happen. But it brought up a thing. Uh, Jacob Van Ruin this week, for those who don't know, a debutant's a big thing at an AFL club because you play your first game. A lot of guys get drafted and never play a game. Uh, Jacob Van yeah. Ruin got drafted and the guy set him up and goes, hey, um, oh, I, won't ask, I won't ask this guy. Um, hey, Rui, um, you reckon you've got all the things down to play in the top grade? And uh, Jacob Van Ruin, the guy from, I think he played for Claremont Junior, goes, oh, yeah. And he goes, well, good, you're playing this weekend and everyone's in on it. They all get around it. What team was it for, sorry? The Melbourne Demons. Okay, was, cool. uh, yeah, he debuted on the weekend, played really well, kicked a goal. Uh, but I thought, I'm sick of debutant videos. It's the number one for all social media for every single club. Mm. Why are they skimping on it? Why are they taking their time and not taking this seriously? They need six cameras. They need it because yeah. there's always an extra camera somewhere. Well, this was a lazy debutant video. They need video. banners. They need banners. Mm. They need a setup. They need. They normally like to say, oh, yeah, yeah. Got some bad news. You're playing this weekend. Mm. So I was like, why, why can't they take it to the extreme? I've done a little role play, guys. I'm going to play the coach, if that's right. Okay. Um, do, you, do you want to play the player? Um, Giorgio, you've got one line later on. Um, Am I the player? Yeah, you, either of you. you okay. be, you're the camo down the line. Okay, I might figure out my lines. I'll be the player. Yeah, yeah, be the player. So, so I'm going to play this now, and I'm gonna, I'll put some music behind it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it lights like that, like that music. Yeah. Well, it's set in the mood, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's beautiful, um, isn't it? <clears throat> these chips, yeah. Are good. Mm, these chips are sick. Oh, yeah. Come, come and have a seat, mate. Yeah, uh, no worries, coach. <sighs> what do you think we are? We got you in here, Scroats. Uh, I can, um, I mean, I can see a couple of cameras, but I guess I just don't know. I don't know. I've been going okay at training. Yeah. You've been fucking minute training, mate, and in the VFL. You've been, yeah, yeah, yeah. Had um, 40 touches, nine girls last week, was it? Uh, well, like 17. I yeah, think. yeah, training the house down, mate. Which uh, is why. Oh, God. <laughs> I have to tell you. Here we go. You've got an inoperable brain tumour in your abdomen. Oh, what? I'm sorry? Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, you know those routine scans we had at the start of the season? Oh, wait, what are you... What are these honey soy? These are fucking... Mm, these are yum. Wow. Get some more wait, of these. Is, is you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we found a mass. They they found a mass. Oh, my God. Yeah, we've let your mum know. Um, can we... Your can... VFL coach knows you'll be out for a bit at least. You won't be playing down there for a bit. Can we... Can we just put the cameras away? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, you'd be unavailable Saturday in the, re the resis, which, um, which I'm so sorry, mate, it means you'll be completely free to make your debut this Saturday night. That's right, Ma, mate. Your mum's coming what? down and everything. Oh, uh, um, no. You, uh, you, you got a, your camo. It wasn't camo's line. Oh, okay. Right, let me go again. <clears throat> okay, I'll go again. So, so you say, Don't edit. So you say what? <laughs> Harry, you go what? What? Just, yeah, yeah mum's coming down to everything. Yeah, 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 yeah it's going to be great. Yeah, we thought it would be a bit of drama for the can socials. Can we just get another shot of him crying and drooling? Oh, for fuck. More What's like, can we, just get, like, can we just get another shot of him? Like, he's getting into character. I need to act like a camo for three Yeah, days. we need the line again. All right, okay, let's I'll move do the on. line again. I'll do the line again. <clears throat> I can get it. I can get it. Move on. All okay. right. Okay, what else happened? Uh, so, yeah, I think the debutants should do it. Uh, 
Fucking rivalry around. The showdown's better than the derby, I think. Also, some uh, the Crows winning. Eddie Maguire, the big fat turd, was talking um, prior, being like, I'm going to be supporting the Crows so hard this weekend. And then all the Crows are singing the Collingwood song because there's all the prison bars references that they're, they're clashing oh, over the Guernsey. Classic crom. Genius. Happy 150th to St Kilda. Yeah, yeah. I guess. You know, I was looking at, like, the oldest clubs. Like, yeah. when they were, like... Um, formed and stuff. So Melbourne and Geelong, 1858 and 1859. But then St Kilda was the th- maybe the third one, I think. And um, I was wondering who, like, Geelong and Melbourne, like, they had to play each other every single week <laughs> for a long time. Yeah, I but, think there was, like, four teams. Yeah, look at, look at like the fixtures. The, oh, who have we got round one? Oh, it's Geelong again. <laughs> Shit. Uh, what are we going to do? Mate, have you checked the fixtures? It's fucked. We've got Geelong every, every week. week. What is Travis Earl doing? we got Geelong for 17 weeks. Seriously. And half our team's in World War I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there's some pretty funny commentary. This one was from Kelly Underwood. Now, she gets ragged on heaps, but, um, and you know what? We spoke about this last season. It was like, it's a bit unfair sometimes. But this one, this one was just like, actually pretty shit. While Kelly was bad, I had another commentary sent to me and um, this is from, like, local basketball and it's describing a missed shot. Hands it out. Simon's no good, just drops off the ring there like a dying swan. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't even know what to picture there. I just, like, missed basketball. <laughs> like and look at the fall there like just a dying floppy <laughs> swan. Like a dying swan. It's three points uh, the difference. <laughs> Um, and did anyone see our Prime Minister at the Derby as well? All rise. With a big uh, Liberal advocate, Nigel Satterley, just the uh, biggest like residential home developer in the country. Pretty weird combination, but they're, they're enjoying some red wine on sidelines. I'm trying to think like what they would be talking about. Uh, probably um, red wine. I'll tell you. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, his list of things they could have been talking about. Um, money. Yeah. Houses, but... Only houses with at least seven bedrooms in them. But Albanese's um, a, he's the the average bloke. He grew up with a single mum and stuff. That's not his thing. Yeah, but she's your audience. It's Nigel Satterley over here. It's Nigel fucking Satterley. It's maybe butt facts. Or up lastly, um, maybe why the fuck that high tackle on Liam Ryan wasn't paid in the fourth quarter would have put the Eagles within a goal and would have changed the course of the game. No, they would have lost. They had like so many players out. Um, yeah, Dockers came away with the win. A lot of good games this weekend. Geelong's the belt on the ladder though. Perfect season last year now. Catastrophic. Yeah, the first, uh, first team ever to go on three after winning a premiership. Wow. Uh, what do you guys think about grown men booing? Uh, terrible, 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 terrible. Can we boo I that? mean, like, it means they care a lot and it's great to care about things, you know. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I guess it's a bit of fun. I guess you just like the footy going boo. I think like no booing's fu- booing's fine if it's a little bit of ingest, a little bit. I don't mind, but if there's when you see the like the the guy who's clearly prepared the whole day to build yeah. the hatred, it's a hateful boo that yeah, I'm against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the final one was there was a couple of shit articles. Have you never noticed like the Daily Mail has just given up on having succinct headlines? Like the art of the headline is just completely blown out for SEO optimization or something. It's like word shotgun spray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you, you read it and I was like, oh, I wonder if there's any shit things in the Daily Mail. This is one headline. Footy fans slammed the AFL for focusing on a woke agenda more than the game, but the league <laughs> insists it is a place of inclusion and belonging as calls for pride round clamp down racism grow louder as round one is completed. 
Yeah, mm. that's pretty good. I mean, you don't have to click through and read the article because you've read it. Yeah, because yeah. normally it's you're like fun. scrolling, there's like Pantene Pro V out or something yeah. like that. You guys see this uh, Trent Koch and Socks saga? No, no, no. What's okay, up? Okay, how's this? So St. Teresa's School in Melbourne have um, signed an exclusive deal with Posse Socks, which is um, Cochin's company, and they've banned parents from dressing their kids in any other brand. Oh. Yeah, so they're supposedly these woke socks with positive messages on them for 10 bucks. What are they saying? I'm guessing they're saying, like, good on you and shit. <laughs> Like that. Good on your but socks. But they're like, you have to buy them. But doesn't that set up in its own um, exclusivity and inclusivity issues if you're banning certain socks? It's um, almost like... Um, yes, yeah, so it's not posy socks, neggy socks pretty much. But mm. like you go to Kmart and get like three three bucks for like five pairs. I have a feeling neggy socks <laughs> won't sell. No, like they negative won't. Negative socks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. To basketball and Caitlin Clark may look like and sound like a librarian, but the Iowa Stars' basketball skills in the NCAA tournament were mental. Back-to-back 40-point games and the first ever 40-point triple-double dropping 30 in a loss in the national championship. Suck shit, the Dewey Decimal System. Dewey Decimal System was a good system. We'll Throw talk back. about that later. Uh, get us up to date on this competition, Josh, and what's at stake here. Oh, okay, so this is all the best college teams participate in a knockout tournament and this Iowa team is led by... Caitlin Clark, this this shooter, she's just, just hitting them from fucking everywhere. And mm-hmm. she's basically involved in every score. She's talking shit the whole game in the final against LSU. The other team's talking shit the whole game. It's like she looks so like uh, unimposing and then you see her play and she's like Steph Curry. It's ridiculous. And she's not actually eligible for the WNBA draft for another year because they've got different rules. You have to be 22 to be really? drafted, yeah, which I didn't know that at all. I'm sure you could go to Europe and it wouldn't be an issue, but yet to actually be drafted to the WNBA, you have to like, there's all these weird rules to make it work if you're a domestic what? player. It's to strengthen the local NCAA comp. That's what, And that's why it's always such a strong competition, the women's, even compared to the men's because they can lose for professional contracts okay. and stuff like that. But it was honestly like, watch the highlights. It's actually, they're pretty nuts, especially the 40, I think 44 point game. Yeah, it's incredible. Well, especially them? with um, – I haven't, but especially with obviously their scores are lower, so 44 yeah, points yeah. is worth a lot more. Uh, this episode of the Kicker Ford Podcast is barely brought to you by our mates at Ned's Harry. Oh. Round 10. Round 10. You know, is round 10 like um, I can't believe it's already round 10? Kind of like uh, it's May already? Christmas already. Yeah, check your <laughs> calendar. Huge round this round because it's round around. <laughs> well, last week was friends round. Yes. Because of that followed rivalry round. Yes. This is just normal round. No, it's round round. Round round. round. It's circular. We have Freeman on taking on St. Kilda. That's the barn burner of the round. Um, an easy one. Uh, Freeman aren't favourites. That's weird. No, no. You don't specify. Just, just uh, that'll be an easy one. That covers both teams. That'd be an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> but the big one is on Sunday. Port Adelaide versus the Inform Hawk. Port Adelaide weirdly just dominating Geelong, taking on the Hawks, who have strung together a couple wins. A dollar fifteen Port Adelaide head in, five dollars forty for Hawthorne. Do you know Willie Rioli? You know, despite all the drug saga or whatever in in at West Coast, he's leading all goal kickers at power. That feels like it was so long ago. That whole thing that happened. Good on him, redemption. Yeah, redemption song. Redemption. Appropriate singer that one. Uh, maybe get around him for a first goal scorer. Eight goals. Eight goals. <laughs> yeah. Eight goals. Yeah, yeah, sure. First Go goals. Right. I think it's like 13 bucks or something. If you're interested in that and more, head to the Neds app to see the massive range of AFL markets on every single game this weekend. T's and C's apply. Prices subject to change. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. What's the most amount of points you guys have ever gotten in a basketball game? A million. 
Yeah, like that's pretty good. Million plus one, infinity plus one. Oh, I got plus one, whatever you say. So okay, cool. Oh, um, no, speaking shit. of basketball guys, we had um got bronze medalist Chris Golding. So I alluded to it the other day. He's playing the same league as Wemben Yama, the consensus number one draft pick for the twenty twenty three draft. He's playing in Paris and he's like the best player in the NBL, one of the best players in the NBL almost every year. Won a bronze medal. Sorry, he said that. But he, uh, I called him up and I was just like, "What's it like playing there now with this guy who's getting so much media attention in the European league? And what are his plans for the Olympics, which aren't too far away?" Paris basketball, the, the club I'm at, is it's a really recent. Um, addition to the league. It's a new club. They've been formed. Uh, they have, you know, big lofty goals. They want to play in the Euro League. They want to be a, a powerhouse of European basketball. So that's still in its infancy, but um, been a great experience. Bit of a local derby a couple of weeks ago against Nanterre. Um, sold out stadium. Both fans were there. Drums. Um, we got the win, and now you know our fans, our ultras set off flares afterwards with jumping oh, around, fuck. bashing on the side of the change room. And, um, yeah, fans are a, they're a different breed over here, that's for sure. Is there a, a, a bit of spice or extra spice this year just because there is this number one draft pick, knowing that there's a lot potentially more eyeballs watching? Yeah, it's, it's funny you mention them because, um, you know, when we finished our season in the NBL, I was like, all right, I'm feeling pretty good. We finished early. Uh, let's see what's out there in Europe. And that team was actually the first one that sort of had some discussions with me. So I was like, man, how good. Go to Paris, yeah. um, play with Wemby. There's a fair people, uh, fair few people watching that. W- what a great experience. So that kind of fell through and I was like, damn, you know, that would have been so cool. And then so weird in the whole of Europe for another Par- Parisian team to to sort of knock on my door and offer me a contract. I think we played them in the last game of the regular season. Um, so now it's like, yeah, now I want to beat this team. But um, yeah, I think like the Wembenyama um, hype train is, is real. You know, I have uh, friends that, that work for Nike. They, they're here constantly coming to his games, uh, making sure that uh, relationship is, is feeling all good. And Weaver, our coach, told me the first time we played them, you know, they're, they're scouting and, hey guys, look, you've got to be really careful around Wembenyama around the rim. He's a great shot blocker. Everyone, yep, 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 yep. Well, he still had nine blocks in the game. You know? <laughs> he's, he's just a freak of nature. And, um, you know, seeing some of the highlights, it's it's absurd. So I'm really looking forward to to that game and, and hopefully there's a bit of meaning in that game as well. It must be a bit of excitement as well with all these young guys coming through. Landale, um, obviously all the established like Daniels, uh, Proctor, um, Giddy, so many young guys coming through and then a really established older group um, that are pushing to also be in the team. Like what, where does your head sit currently with the Olympics? If and, there's a need for uh, me in some capacity in the team, um, that would be awesome. Um, but I also understand the reality of this sort of boom and golden age of Australian basketball is that there's young kids that are going to take this program and and country forward in basketball over the next 10, 12, 14, however many years, just as your Patties, your Joes, your Delis have done. Um, so I understand the reality of it as well, that we need to get some kids in and and get them exposed to international basketball because that could be the best thing going forward for basketball in this country. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it's, 
it's an awesome time. If I'm a part of it, how good? Um, I've been pretty lucky. Um, two World Cups, two Olympics already. If I could add to that, it would be amazing. But I feel pretty lucky just to be a part of um, the Boomers culture and team and, and having achieved what we've already done so far. There's a new meth in town and it's called Prime. While the high and rotted teeth aren't as intense, the markup definitely is. But at least Logan Paul's latest scam is hitting your sphincter and not your life savings. Have you guys tried this drink yet? I have not. No, I don't no, want to. No, apparently tastes like piss and medicine. And what? So, like... <laughs> that, yeah, that's, that's, they're the reviews. Is it basically just, like, water Red Bull? Is Like, is it just that it's giving kids... I, I think there are different versions of it. Maybe one's more like There's a one's like cum-flavoured, one, cum honey caffeine. And poo flavour. Yeah, poo. Yeah. Is okay. it the liquid version of vapes at the moment? No, uh, not at all, because one's addictive, but, like... Oh, one's like... Yeah, well, one's got nicotine in it, but, like... They're completely legal. They're $5 at Woolworths and... Uh, $85 on Marketplace. That's right. It's so, a fat. It's a fat. It's, a it's fat. just a fat. The kids want it and, then, you know... Every country, because they've got a huge following, obviously, Logan Paul KSI and massive. And so, you know, their demographic that they targeted are just going nuts. And then it has this trickle-on effect where, like, the media like, oh, the chaotic scenes at Woolworths and showing kids buying them when really they're just, like, buying it's them. It's like a self-fulfilling cycle because everyone's like, it's selling out, so I need to buy... 12. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But it's selling out because you just bought 12. But it's been interesting because I think it's a lot of shit, but, you know, whatever, buy it for $5 is fine. But um, on Marketplace, I've been having a bit of fun with it. So, I mean, like, there's oh. people people selling them for $85 a bottle. They're 5 bucks, and there's people selling them for $85 a bottle. I'm just, like, messaging them, let's give you one cent. They're like, don't waste my time, bro. Oh, bro. I, like, text for ages, even calling up asking for a different kind of prime. You know, i got to be confused. Hey man, it's Josh from the call. Just don't cops be able to track this. Yeah, um, just wondering uh, what sort of numbers you got. As in, like how much I have? Yeah, no, no. As in, like yeah. um, we're just chasing prime numbers, like seven, three, eleven. I know twenty, um, twenty, uh, twenty-three is really fucking rare too. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what you mean by the prime numbers though. And where is is it pickup or anything like that? Yeah, sure. Or oh, I'm having to do if I just let us know. Yeah. Yeah, too easy. I, I'm chasing an eleven. Anyway, catch up. Uh, I think got him. Yeah. Are you getting confused? Yeah, in I, some way. Yeah, um, yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think it's like paint primer. Oh, that's weird because I've got primer. It's something like ten dollars a month. The hell? Oh, of course. Oh my god. Oh, can you send me the link for that? I, I might get some of that because it's cheaper than eighty five. Yeah, I don't know how you get it at Woolworths. But, yeah. That sounded oh, an awful lot like a drug deal. <laughs> like I can deliver. One guy I, I replied. One guy I was just like tired and hung and um, legend. And uh, I texted him. Don't want to get cops involved. And um, he goes, why would cops ever be involved? What is going on? I don't want to sell to you anymore. I'm done. And I was like, <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> Still want the prime. Former test batsman Michael Slater has been charged with assaulting a police officer in Queensland. While Slats looks like he could be working in a coffee shop on Neighbours, he's actually a bit insane. Yeah, I was reading his wiki page. He has quite the history of naughty behaviour, Mr. Slater. Yeah, in the past, like, three years, there's just, like, so many charges for domestic violence and, like, re- breaching restraints. Training on it's like the they're not so funny ones. I wish it was stealing a Snickers or some shit, but it's it's actually a bit depressing. Serious shit. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. and he's still just been commentating all the way through. No, no, he got let go. By, he, he got let go by Channel Seven in like uh, two thousand and twenty or two thousand. Okay, yep, yep, yep. And they said it was for budget constraints, but like, well, I think you know if that's on your record, he'd be the first to go, and you'd hope you you'd hope he's the first to go as well. Yeah, of course, but they often like it's always interesting with media outlets. They find a different reason to say it, or if they're if it's not confirmed because they don't want to be sued or anything. 
anything if it's yeah. alleged and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But it got me thinking like, do you, do you know many people that they look they look like they could be a librarian or they look like slats who could be the dad from Cheaper by the Dozen, but it, they're also a bit nutters. Like were there any athletes like that? There was a guy called Michael Vick who played NFL. Friendly guy. Oh, yeah. He was involved in dog fighting. <laughs> dog fighting ordeal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just a little bit of dog fighting on your Saturday night. Don't worry about it. I love Jesus. I love football. I love um, family. And you know what I really gets me going? A couple pit bulls couple. R- ripping each other to shreds. In my basement, illegally. In my basement. They come my, my oldest mates and we're just washing these jaws. Lock on and never let go. <laughs> Money can't buy happiness, but it can buy third place in the Premier League if you're Newcastle and United. On second thought, $620 billion of Arab money can also buy you happiness. Yeah, that's a big amount of money that the And that's uh, what they Saudi, tell you. Saudi that's what they Arabian, tell you they have. Uh, owner mm. is worth, yeah. Uh, a bit of a revenge game for Newcastle, though. After losing 2-0 to Man United in the League Cup final, uh, that was their first little chance of... Um, Cup glory in the first time, first time in a long time. Uh, but yeah, Newcastle sitting in third place now after kind of battling relegation last year. So mm. uh, really, money does fix all your problems. If like that's all I'm getting from this is uh, money fixes the problem of no know, money, yeah, less problems. Um, also in the Premier League, Liverpool. Uh, some interesting little Premier League bits here. Uh, Liverpool losing four 0 to Man City. Liverpool looking very much like shit. Uh, not going to play Champions League football next year, which is huge. Yeah. Can we go back to the money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. six hundred and twenty bill. This, yeah. These people are worth. That, they, they were told they actually got way more. Yeah, they got. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Islands offshore accounts. No, not even that. Um, Just themselves. They're probably. True. Dragon um, so what do they? What's the, what do they do? Straight away they go. All right, we'll buy that person. We'll buy this with the club. Like, what's the? What are they doing? I don't think there's a cap on facilities there. Yeah, either. I mean, so you, you can, can just, can't go, just you can go nuts on everything like behind buy, it. Like, I was thinking about what I'd do. Like, I was actually thinking about what I'd do if you got a billion dollars and um, <clears throat> I'd get like beetroot on my subway. Wow, because it's an extra dollar. Beetroot's an extra dollar a subway. Yeah. What do you mean? It's like a dollar for a whole tin at Coles. Yeah, I know. I should buy my own tin, bring it in and say, here, I brought my own beetroot in. Can you put it on for me? <laughs> do you reckon you can do that? You know, you, uh, should I uh, try it? Can you record okay, that? Next but, week, yeah, yeah, next, next week, week I'll come with that investigation. Guys, this is a bit of a, um, uh, like a sad moment. When I was in a share house when I was about 24, I used to buy avocados for $2 because they were two bucks. And then I would go get a burrito and then open it up and chuck in half an avocado rather than buy the guac. Love your work. Thrifty. Oh, uh, yeah, thrifty that's business. Smart. That's not stingy. That's thrifty. Yeah. It did, it. it did kind of always fuck the burrito, so. Yeah. Because I mean, I'll say to the Subway sandwich. <laughs> you fuck the burrito the way oh, I fuck the burrito. <laughs> I'm going to say to the Subway sandwich artist. So warm. Um, I can either open it back up and put it in when I'm eating or you can just help me out and put it in there. I'm really looking forward to this. I really want to know what the 16-year-old dude making sandwiches yeah. is going to say And I won't to go to my regular guy because he'll and do actually, it for me. Actually, if, yeah, yeah. If he says yes, push it a little further. Or her, yep. If can he or she says yes, push it a little further. Can you do it in the um, lunch rush as well so there's four <laughs> people behind you? Have, oh. have some other ingredients. Oh, you're willing to do that? Um, yeah, okay. I've actually got a bit of extra salami here. Yeah, Just oh, no, I'll in. find out what all the extras are, like cheese and stuff, and then Actually, have them ready to go. You know what, you know what, and then come back a week later with all the ingredients for a sandwich and see if <laughs> and you'll I'll, just make it. Or I'll, I'll make it in there. Oh, if they, they, yeah, they can yeah. make it. Uh, yeah, I've got my own bread actually. Oh, don't worry about that, I've got my own cheese. Okay, 
Okay, subway investigation coming next next week. Anyway, so that's you have you, to do it now. You, anyway, we, yeah. we, we, we want oh this. Oh, my God. Yes, I'm going to do it. Okay, cool, cool. You have that's to wear a wire. Wear a wire. With no, I'll just take a microphone and do an interview No, no, style. wear a wire. No, I'm going to wear, wear, wear a wire and a camera. The FBI have stopped investigating crop circles and turned their attention towards figuring out how Byford Primary School's beloved cow statue, Moosley, mm-hmm. ended up on the roof of a nearby service station. Certainly did. This cow statue was nicked from the school last year and only recently showed up on the roof of this service, uh, petrol station. It took a cherry picker to get it down. I'm wondering who the hell put it up there? How did they get it up there? Maybe a cherry picker as well. Um, what I want to know though, sad music please, Josh. How did Moosley fare out of all this, you know? What, was he treated well? Was she treated well? Sorry. Mm. Um, Utter was disrespect. She, was she, yeah. <laughs> was she violated in any way? I, I did notice she had a big old fat set of udders on her. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. Even for me, mate. Oh, my God. What do you mean? You guys are really milky. Some milkies. Some milkies. No, guys, I was actually Can having... move a, on? Yeah, but no, I've got... So, Speaking of big, like, statues being stolen, I was doing a bit of research into some history of statues being taken. The giant mango and Bowen, Bowen, was nicked a few years back. Um, this thing is three stories high and seven <laughs> tonnes. <laughs> One problem you'll run, in, run into here is hiding the giant mango once you've nicked it. Check out the thieves' attempt here to cover it up. I'll just show you, boys. <laughs> so, so it's a giant fucking three-story high mango with a tarpaulin covering about a quarter of it. Just chuck a blanket over it. Just a couple. So cops, this cops like, what's that? You're like, what's what? That giant fucking mango. And it's yeah, like, oh, I don't. I don't what, what, uh, yeah. And then he goes, you, no, no, that's what do you a, mean? That's a papaya. <laughs> Fuck off. Let's go get lunch. Yeah. Our, oh, like our, ma- our giant mango is missing. Sorry. Carry on with your big papaya. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, um, that's our giant mango. It, I don't know about yours. It turned out to actually be a stunt from a local Nando's that were doing a new flavor for their um, mango mango chicken flavor. Oh, basically. Oh. I don't but like I like what. Like, did it work out for them? Like, the imagine. So what you got? Six guys coming in the middle of the night with all this machinery to. Rem- Transport a mango it would have cost heaps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I hate that when like something really exciting turns into a publicity stunt. Yeah, like and then they reveal it's like million dollar business, and you're like, oh, uh, that's, that's not as fun. No, but what can we steal? Yeah, good point. Optus Stadium. Where are we gonna hide it though? <laughs> I've got a couple of bed sheets. <laughs> I remember. Um, I remember there was like Nick Natanui, uh, like the the ruckman. I think O'Brien from Adelaide. Two or three years ago, he accidentally tweeted out his notes to stop Nick Nanui in the game. And this is when um, West Coast mm. was good 2019 or something. And uh, he tweeted like, oh, slow around the ball, lazy or something. And then Nick Nanui, he made it apologise because it was, it was just basically the thing you mm. hype yourself up. And then Nick Nat responded by giving him a phone mm. at the game. Yeah, I was like, was oh, a, that's great. That's cool. But and it was, was sponsored yeah. by Telstra. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, was quite like, a... Fucking hell, man. Damn it. Nothing is real. Dirty mitts off the cool pranks, Telstra. Right? Is there anything real here anymore? Guys, they're the headlines this week. We did a short one because we got a longer investigation with um, our very own Rufus Rice. But this segment was brought to you by Tab Touch. Those with the touch choose Tab Touch. Thank you, Tab Touch. Um, as I said, Rufus Rice. TikTok uh, character. Was on our last pod. He's on this one. He's he's actually a massive F1 fan. So the OzGP was in was in Melbourne over the weekend. Mm. Um, a lot going on. A fucking pretty insane race. Mental. I was trying to get to this wedding and the bloody red flags kept on going on. More red Hurry flags. Hurry up and restart the race. More red flags than a date with Harry, am I right? Oh, oh. We won't get into that. <laughs> Even Verstappen <laughs> at the end, he won. He goes, yes, good race. We got there in the end. It's a pretty long race. 
Yeah. yeah. You know so, they're always on the mic and they barely ever show any emotion. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he's got Rufus Rice to chat about F1. He's also blown up since we spoke to him last and he's this just quite a hilarious bloke um, and he ran through us what he's expecting for the F1 season, his own life, how it's changed. Let's just say... <laughs> It's a bit racy. Roll the tape. The Australian GP went off with a bang on the weekend. The back of the field, into the wall goes Gasly, and it's absolute chaos on the restart. Oh, he's deep. He's deep stroll into the corner. It's total, total chaos. Multiple bangs, actually, and restarts, and safety cars, and streakers for some people with a death wish. Max Verstappen extends his lead in the World Championship. It's out to 69 points. Then Sergio Perez. Verstappen continued his perfect season while Aussie Piastri got his first first points in eighth. The whole world watched on as well as Rufus Rice. Hello Shaggers. Hello Shaggers. Nihal Shaggers. Sheen Kum Kelly aka Rufus Rice here reporting live. Emperor Zhu Yuan Zhang of the Minge Dynasty here reporting live. Over the last year Rice has blown up but he's remained a die-hard F1 fan even dabbling in commentary. Hello Shaggers and welcome to the 2023 Formula One World Championship round one here in Bahrain. It's 3.3 miles for a lap around the Sakir International Circuit. That's six turns to the left and nine rights. And you better make the most of those because they're just about the only rights you can have here in Bahrain. The Shagger joins us on the show today. What did you make of the results, was, by the way? Well, you know, it's it's one of those, it's kind of one of those races where you don't really know what's going to happen until it actually ends because, like, no one knows the rules. This kind of thing <laughs> doesn't... It's Formula One's kind of a unique sport in that this sort of thing happens a lot where something happens and there's absolutely no precedent for it and nobody really knows what to do and it seems like they just pull some rules out of their ass and then just that's the result right and worst case scenario that is fire the bloke at the end of the season exactly so it, it seems like this time they decided to after that huge like absolute chaos at the end they decided to have everyone just parade around for a lap but everyone who'd crashed in there like didn't get their place reinstated which is what they did last year so I don't really know. It's a fantastic thing for Australia because the Australian Grand Prix is usually just awful. Yeah. Like, it's so boring normally. It's it, People only used to like it because it's the first race. It, it used to be the first race of the season, so people were excited for the season, but it's so dead racing. So this is actually a good one. Only thing they could improve about it is just make it a night race so we can have it at a normal time in the UK. But yeah, What's been some of your favourite takeaways so far? I know it's been a very short season. What are you excited for? And this can be whether it's actual racing yeah. or this is just the stupidest sighting because a lot of the drivers are boring as batshit. Yeah, so. yeah. Like, I, this has been been a problem that i have had in formula one is that fernando alonso is the last like cool driver yeah um he's he's the last he's the last of that breed that was like kind of like you want to see pers big personalities international playboys like we used to have in the 70s and 80s i'm saying it like i was there <laughs> obviously i wasn't um but yeah, you want big personalities, but the thing is, is it's now like such a technical and demanding and competitive sport with so many thousands of drivers trying to get to the top that you have to be such a nerd to get good <laughs> at it that like you just devoid of personality, like, and you you just become a PR merchant. I want to see like actual. I want to see like Michael Schumacher punching David Coulthard in the pit lane, but it's obviously never going to happen. I reckon. Um... Do you reckon there's a similarity, at least in Australia, I reckon there's a similarity between like F1 drivers now and then and cricket players now and then? Like Australian cricket mm. 20, 30 years ago was like smoking, drinking, you'd have a gut, you'd just belt balls. I don't know if like, I don't follow cricket that closely. I don't know if it was similar in the UK, but I don't know. I, I draw similarities there between the like, how now the sport's all about fucking skin folds and neck yeah. exercises and shit. 
Yeah, I, I would fully agree with that. I feel like the Australian cricket team is some of the most charismatic personalities. Like, genuinely, the saddest I've ever been in a celebrity death was Warney, I think, um, <laughs> just because of what, what a legend that man is. You know, when he came to the UK um, to play, like, a, the first season in UK, like, club county cricket, and uh, he put on six stone because he drank so much beer and he was still like, he was still whipping them in as well. Like, he was still good. What's your prediction for the F1 for the season? I think I'm, I'm gonna, I think Red Bull are going to win every single race. Okay. I think, so So they're three for three so far. How hard is another 20 in a row? Like, I've, I reckon I reckon Red Bull, that car, if you just look at it, it just looks unfair. Like, it looks like you're playing F1 on, like, beginners. If there was, if there was no safety car or anything, Verstappen would have won that. Grand Prix by a lap. And uh, what about Piastri? What have you made of the, like, the coolest kid in town? Yeah, it's, it proves that not all all Australians are ripped, tanned, charismatic studs, <laughs> right? Um, it's it's a shame because I do think he's really talented, and it's a shame he's gone into that team and that McLaren is just so wank. Mm. I mean, that is just an awful. Simply, it's an absolute shit box. And if like if he had come into the team even last year, I feel like it would have been a bit better. Uh, so I do feel for him. I, I think he's very very good. And he has no opportunity to show uh, it. I need to quickly sure. say, um, you had a video last week. And uh, there's some bad news for all the Australians out there. No one cares about AFL. Well, fuck you, Rufus yeah. Rice. We care about AFL. But I do get it. How was the re reaction to that one? Yeah, so it's basically, the Australians were actually quite divided in the comments. Some of them were like, mate, yeah, fuck you, dude. And then the the other half were like, "Nah, Rufus Rice W right here. Nobody <laughs> nobody cares about it here either." Uh, I just I just want to say, like, fundamentally, even though you guys are obviously huge fans of it, it's a silly sport. Like, it looks silly. <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty silly. It's one of the more like it's one of the more entertaining sports to see live, though. Like, cool. it is silly though, because even when you explain to someone like you, Rufus, you're like, "Oh, no, no, it's not that silly. It's just like you can bump and tackle, and then you can kick, but you can't. Um, if you if you miss it, it's one point, and then it's like six for no reason whatsoever." It's funny because I, I looked it up, and there's like um, all the teams are in Melbourne, like all of them, like almost all of them. Ten of it them, seems yeah. To me, yeah, a lot of them, and. and that seems insane to me because Melbourne's not even that big of a city and it has 10 professional teams. <laughs> it's it's one of the, because I, I went to Australia a few years ago and I will say it's like one of the places where I th feel people actually care about women's sports. It's good. It's good. Like how much publicity it actually gets because like most people don't care. <laughs> Mate, um, how's your, how's your life changed in the last year? Yeah, it's been, it's been kind of crazy. Like now I have a lot of interactions where people already know who I am, but I don't know them. So you end up just having these sort of one-sided conversations where you find out information about the other person and they already know everything about you. It's kind of weird. <laughs> what, what are your interactions like? Because like, you, you would have a certain demographic of like guys as well, like probably drunk guys that yeah. you would see out and they'd just be so pumped to see you. But what a lot of people want from me is, you know, a full hello shaggers, <laughs> full energy. People want the full catchphrase, of course. Uh, but I, 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 and I love to see the disappointment wash over people's faces when I'm like, no, I don't do it. Uh, <laughs> And uh, I was like, you can have a photo, that's fine. But I, for me, that blurs the line between that the content stuff and my actual life. If I'm having to go around and just doing it all the time. Also, mate, that's and, uh, it. Feels yeah, it feels like I feel like a bit of a gimpy monkey just doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like those those people. Actually, this guy wanted me to wanted uh, to fly me out to Australia to officiate his wedding. <laughs> Why'd you say no? I was like, bro, bro, like I'm not sure. I'm not sure you thought this through. Have you checked with the fiance at all? <laughs> He was like, nah, 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 it'd be fine. He wanted, he wanted me to like get professionally ordained so I could be the minister. Like, 
<laughs> um, what's been the weirdest uh, like celebrity shout out or anything or the guy that's hit you up da- Damon Hill the 1996 F1 champion follows me on Instagram and I was really <laughs> excited when that, when that I got that notification through and none of my friends knew who he was <laughs> hey speaking of F1 um, I've got a I was, I was going through all the names. I was trying to think, is there one I can give you that you might be able to use? It's lights out and away we go. Max Verstappen already pulling away while Sergio Perez has got a bad start and he falls back into a devil's freeway with the two Ferrari. Sparks flying. Gashley brings up the rear of the field. No pressure to use this, mm. but I thought of Molester Ban Ocon. You know what? It's actually pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Wow, he's so the stoked. Le- I was Leicester man, yeah, that's I was great. like, I was like, no, he's got Max. Been sitting on that one for a while. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> I was stoked. Uh, I was also thought of Daniel Dicardo, but he's not really relevant anymore, not on the grid. But I think Molester Ban yeah, kind was of the fell one. off. Yeah, he's kind of doing every promo possible yeah. though at the uh, at the event. It's, it's funny because like I know he's technically a third driver, but his actual role is like Formula One mascot. To distract from the fact that we're like racing in Saudi Arabia where no one has any human rights. They just wheel out Danny Ricardo <laughs> to keep the fans happy. And they're like, oh, uh, it's Daniel. He's so are. nice. He's so nice. Women, you're not allowed to look though, okay? Not without your guardian's permission. But what about you, Rufus? Like, what's your plans this year? Have you got anything big on the on the cards coming up? Or are you just still trying to finish your, like, university and shit? Well, well I'm taking a year out um, at the end of this year. So I'm at second year in uni at the moment. And uh, so I'm taking a year out to try and, like, rake in some cash, basically. See if I can make this thing work full time. Because um, the last thing I want to do is... A real job so yeah that's basically the thing we'll get we'll get the we'll get the podcast going we'll get the the merch line going i'm gonna find the most productive asian children to make all of my merch <laughs> and um have them you know so i could just like the profit margins are going to be massive on that um, and yeah we'll basically <laughs> i'm just going to be everywhere and uh do everything is my kind of plan I'm going to make it so it's impossible for people to avoid me. Hello, Shaggers. Rufus Rice here. No one cares about AFL. And this is the Kick It Forward podcast. Mr. President, can this wait? I've got bigger fish to fry. God bless my friend, Harry. Harry's Big House. Yeah. Welcome back to the big house, guys. You nervous? I hope you've thought of one this week and not just <laughs> mailed it in. No, ma- yeah, I, I mean, mailed I had, it in. That's the next just, segment. Look, I had a, I made a decision to go with that one last week. All right, it maybe it was a miss. I don't want to be accused of mailing anything in though, Giorgio. Maybe maybe you should investigate yourself. On okay. Harry's big house. Let's let's move on. Sorry, Let, getting, that's too meta. Let's move on. Um, send your cases into Kick It Forward Mailbag at gmail.com. Um, guys, I've been working on a bit of a cold case this week. Some evidence popped up from good listener Christian Larkin. Christian says, "Huru boys, some of the uni boy." By the way, has Huru come like the common hello the greeting for the podcast? No, I think it's it's because of um, uh, Shannon Ol because he always says, "Huru, oh, have wonderful. a good one." Send us back oh, your uh, vacuum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it though. Keep it oh, I up. love it. I love it. Keep but it back up. to the serious stuff. Hurry, boys. Some of the uni boys and I have had a super coach comp for a few years now, and we needed a spot filler team to fill the league. We called that team the Spuds, filled with cult icons and players you just don't know how they were. If they were getting a game, and if you lost to the Spuds, you owed the boys a slab. 
So one of the fellas named Zach lost to the Spuds team and to this day, about five years now, hasn't paid up the slab punishment. What the fuck? I know, Zach, what the actual fucking... Makes me sick. Fuck. Come on, Christian order. says, what should be what should the delayed punishment be for not paying up? Um, he also says, I've also heard Sam Draper has been training the house down. Love the pod. Thanks, Christian. No doubt he has been training the house down. Explosion sound effect. <laughs> okay, boys, this case... Got me concerned. I haven't really, died, you know, delved into the world of the super coach and fantasy like oh, in, in Harry's big house. So I'm, um, I'm glad we're here, and I'm glad that Christian finally has a courtroom that has the power and authority to fantasy to is deal about with to become real. Yeah, I'm glad we've got the power and authority to deal with this case effectively. Uh, Zach's in serious trouble here. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna beat around the bush. Um, super coach or fantasy is something I've never dabbled in uh, myself, but I know how serious it can get. This, this agreement and these bets are put in place to enhance the excitement of the competition. Uh, my good friend, uh, Driz, you might know him, my housemate, guys, um, he lost a similar type of bet in this competition just a couple of weeks ago and had to eat a can of Manwich, which was like a sloppy Joe sauce, effectively. Oh, um, He did the... Uh, oh, I don't know, but a whole can, pretty gross. Um, he, uh, he did this without fail, and um, I would actually also encourage people to send in their punishment ideas to the podcast because, you know, we can help everyone out and have a fun time. <coughs> Order, 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 order. Can you get to Zach, it? Zach, Zach, you have been charged with not coming through with the agreed penalty for losing to this so-called spud team and the secondary charge. The delaying of carried, carrying out said punishment. My verdict, guilty on all charges. <gasps> Zach, you are hereby banned from the current Supercoach season until A, you delivered the slab of beer that you owe from the five years ago and B, eat five boiled spuds with no seasoning or sauces. That's one spud for each of the five years you were late to pay up. We'd like this spud eating session filmed and sent to both your group chat and us here at the Kick It Forward podcast so that we can close this case once and for all. It seems pretty fair. I like it. I think so. I think the, the authority, the, the group needs to get together and say, mate, look, what's the point of playing fantasy? What's the point if you're not going to have punishments? Yeah, I mean, there's be something in the line. If you're not going to pay up, you're no spuddy of mine. Yeah, and if they need us fill a team, just make two spud teams. You know, because yeah. Zach doesn't deserve to be there. I, I've never seen you so fired up. This is such a change from last week of mailing in, and now you've mm. actually like you've gone through. You've thought, of, what type of spuds do you reckon? Like Blue Royal, or uh, they can be small. He's got to eat five of them. Small ones. No, no, no. Small, the small ones. Yeah. Are, the little ones are like a that's almost enjoyable. You know what? I'll be happy if we just get some punishments carried out. <laughs> so yeah, I think this the the only one we've had carried out. I think was the hot hot meal in London. No, so Mozzie, I'm, I'm Mozzie. Gonna, um, oh yeah, Mozzie. Yeah, yeah. Mozzie as well. See, people take it seriously, don't yeah. they? Uh, any cases? Any dog acts? Anyone acting up? Send them to Harry's Big House. Kick it for the email is kick it forward mailbag at gmail dot com. Thank you so much, Josh Harry. <laughs> Dear muscles, Hello, great superstars, hold regard. You've got mail. Welcome to Mail It In, the point of the show where we hear from you, the fiends, and hear your favourite uh, DMs, messages of the week. Guys, I have something to bring up quickly. So I met up with Spotify, even though they um, dumped our asses. We still have a pretty good relationship with Spotify. I'm trying to promote the pod a little bit. And uh, I met up with this this representative and she said, oh, by the way, you can... um." You can put up a Q&A for each episode to help people interact. Our data shows that people come back to the pod more if they're interacting uh, on Spotify. And I go, oh, yeah, I chucked one up last week because I just saw it. Uh, Where's that actually go? And she goes, oh, we'll show you. She navigates through, finds it, and just has this really puzzled look on her face. And she goes, oh, um, you've, you've written 
um, which host do you hate the most? And I was, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, just, we um we kind of like ripping ourselves a bit. It's kind of a part of the show. She goes, oh, I was like, are there any replies? She goes, there's about fifteen. Yeah, I hope you didn't read them. <laughs> And then she's reading them. So just quickly, rapid fire. These are some of the ones. Just the first one, tall ginger fuck. (laughs) Number two, all of them. Number three, Professor Gullop. Tall red-headed dude. He's the worst of disgrace. Number four, tall ranger dude. I think it's Giorgio. Um, I forgot the name, but he definitely doesn't wash under his foreskin. I beg to differ. I'm pretty good with that one. I love you all uh, more than Harry hates flushed away. One of the whose brother was good at basketball, Ed Helms, or is his name Harry, um, the guy from Big Brother 06, Josh, Josh's dad, Steve Hooker looking fuck, um, Giorgio book, but um, all three of them equally. Honestly, I don't know why I keep coming back. The lanky Tom Lich looking bloke. Um, um, And then, son, you've got the nerve to ask me that question. You've got the nerve to ask me a question and even be here. So you've been preying on us the last two times. You barracked for Melbourne, Tom Morris. Luke, Luke Beveridge, uh, yes. Western Borders coach. So thank you very much for interacting with that. We just found it really funny. I just her face of dealing with these really positive podcasts like mental health and all this shit like and like the good vibes pod and then ours are just hosing us. Oh my God, it's like, great. It's actually, her face is so <laughs> puzzled. Keep, keep them coming. Remember, if you, if you see us in public and are nice enough to say hello, just be nice. Oh, that's actually so funny. <laughs> when we met a guy in Melbourne, like a yeah, couple yeah, guys yeah. and they're just like, I go, fuck you. And yeah, I'm yeah. Like, you rang a con girl. Yeah, like, it's okay. Sometimes it's <laughs> yeah. like a, you know, hosing us can be a bit of a fun act. You know? It is fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We are at the restaurant with my friends at Barcelona. We're like, what the fuck is happening? And I'm like, oh, man. And then he comes over and whispers, oh, I'm just a big fan of the pod. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Pod. yeah. Could have said that the first place. Let's get into it. Um, we had a bit of correspondence last week with uh, the, the the episode about the cat dog uh, with – what was his name? Toby Thurston. Thurston. Toby Thurston's uh, on. The, we also had another one. There was a shout out to the guy that kissed John Howard on the forehead after winning the A League um, oh. championship. Oh my so God. John Howard's there. He just kisses the prime minister on the forehead. Wow, that's ballsy. So funny. And I looked up the guy, and he's just like a dad now, and has a job, and just hangs out. I, I might try and get him on the pod because that's pretty funny. Like John Howard, the like, little golem-looking fuck, just kissing him <laughs> on the forehead. And he's like, just wanders off and just a little bit of history there. So thank you very much for, I can't remember who, there was a via DM. Okay, I got one here from Bo Pearson in response to um, the Airbnb vid on the socials, which was basically comparing Airbnbs to hotels and what you can get away with. Bo says, went on a boys trip to Brisbane a few years ago and 10 of us booked an Airbnb. The owner slept in his car outside <laughs> and used the shower when we went out. Also leaving behind the world's mankiest and most neglected dog with missing fur, legs and teeth. There was also a shitload of raw meat left in the laundry sink for some reason. We ended up giving it five stars because there was a KFC across the road. <laughs> Bo, great work. I hope there was a three hundred dollar cleaning shit. fee. Oh my god, yeah, for that stinky raw meat and the laundry his sink. Showers. Oh my uh, god, what else we got here, guys? Dave oh, Neal via Insta. Um, thing written here. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so Dave Neal messaged in and he was saying, oh, there was actually, we were talking about blackouts the other week and he raised a really interesting one, which I hadn't heard of. In 1996, St. Hilda versus Essendon, there's an article about it. The the power went out at the stadium. So they actually had to abandon the game completely and replay it on the Tuesday in two 12-minute halves. But the funny bit is the power went out, the backup power went out. Um, there was a little fire from one of the posts uh, as well. 
Um, there was, but there was absolute anarchy as fires were lit on the ground in the seating area. Hundreds of fans jumped the fence and ran onto the oval. The pole, the point posts were ripped out and paraded around in a lap of dishonour <laughs> around oh the ground. <laughs> the Dis- AFL decided that the match would be completed the following Tuesday, as I said before, in two halves. About 17k people watching. James Hurd was a surprise selection. He wasn't available for the last one, which uh, St Kilda were pissed off about. And the Dons ended up winning, even though they're up by 20 when the game originally ended and then won by about 20 at the end. Oh, thank you for the uh, history lesson there. Liam via email. Uh, so this was in reaction to, we were talking about the AC, a current affair woman last week. I love the AFL. I love the MCG. I don't just want to go to the football. She was saying that she wanted to flip off. She was okay with doing the fuck off, like the, yeah. the fork, but not, yeah, but not the, the two finger. So, but, yep. but he was watching the front bar of Friends of the Pod and uh, was tuning in and there was some historical footage about sort of rogue Collingwood fans. And lo and behold, front row is that very woman with oh, the, with no the way. double part uh, middle fingers up right at another player. Liam. So while she was arguing that she uh, would never, ever do the middle finger, there's like video footage of her just screaming as hard as she can over the the barrier with two middle fingers straight up into it. So thank you very much. And he also said, not sure if this is a golden moment of awesome uh, coincidental justice or Channel 7 trying to air dirty laundry of another ACA's victim. Cheers, boys. Love your work. Thanks, Liam, Liam. nice work. Uh, one from Sam Satchel. Uh, hi, all. The current AFL coaches have previously played in the AFL as players, except Chris Fagan, lol, and was wondering why this is, why this is, why isn't there junior coaching like junior footy to develop coaches? Think this would be good. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I suppose there aren't many junior coach programs, are there? But there should be because think of the quality of coaches we could get if we started them really young. Like take yeah. out the kids that are shit in the team, you know, seven-year-old uh, Johnny playing on the team. You go, look, Johnny, mate, like you are bad at footy. You're bad at footy but there's a future for you in coaching. Come and into he- this room over here. We're going to teach you about tactics. You know what they're going to love? He's like, I want to kick the footy. He's like, fuck, it's no, not going to happen, mate. Shit little Josh or Johnny then being like, all right, uh, six foot two, Angus, who's nine, do what I say. And he's like, oh, Johnny, I'm going to beat the shit. <laughs> well, then there would be consequences. There would be consequences. That's a good start the academy. And wouldn't be picked. Then, then they, might have, they might have a junior security guard section as well or train them up. They'll have every facet of the game. Josh, maybe you would have been picked for coaching when you were playing basketball. Maybe, that's true. <laughs> Um, um, I'll take this one from Angus, guys. Um, hi, Champ, Muscles, and Gav. Who's Champ? Who's Muscles? Who's Gav? I'm probably mm, Muscles. Anyway. Um, um, I'll take Gav. Um, I would like to offer my services as a sponsor for Harry's Big House. Well, we are looking for a sponsor, so. Yep. Okay, here we go. While I technically offer no financial or business incentive, I, Angus Greaves, stand wholeheartedly against racism and women's <laughs> suffrage, unlike that lanky tampon Josh. <laughs> oh, God, I've this Angus. <laughs> Good on you, Angus. Regards, <laughs> your friend Angus. P.S. I would like my gather round shirt to be signed by Koshi. Now, I went back through the orders, Angus. I don't think you managed to secure one, my friend. You one definitely I'm, didn't. I'm very sorry. I'm not sure if you've got this idea in your head that you, you own one, but I'm like, I would love to get you one, but also, they're out. I, I have a feeling Angus doesn't know how a sponsorship works. Well, I think so he just... So far, I think all he wants is his name to be attached to, oh, be attached well, to a segment. You but know what? It's better than anything we've got yeah, so yeah, far. It's true. 
Do we get anything out of this? Yeah, let's. Um, we should probably set the bar a little higher for the sponsorship for Harry's Big House. Seeing as uh, such a good segment. Like, are you going to mail it in ever? Like, I think there's a requirement you can't mail it in more. I mean, I mean, I could, I can mail it in. You guys could just give me a bit more next time. Would that be, would that be a possibility for my one last week? Anyway, we won't go back into that. I had an interesting DM from Jack Bardney. This was a sports stat prior to the week of AFL that's just been. Um, but basically uh, says Jamara Hagen, um, AFL player, his height is 197 centimetres. Combine the height of Hipwood, Lobb, Norton and Danaher is 807 centimetres. Jamara Hagen has five goals. Hipwood, Lobb, Norton, Danaher have four goals combined. Oh, that is one, girl per th- one goal per 39.4 centimetres for Jamara Hagen and one goal per 201.75 centimetres for the other four combined forwards. And he says, do with this information as you please. I tuned out a while ago. I mean, thank you so much for the intro, for the for the analysis. I'm just going to be completely honest. We can cut that out, Georgia. Oh no, 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 no. keep no, it in. in. That was great. Keep it in. It was good. It was good. It was good. Um, thank you so much for your emails. If you've got any correspondence, oh, any more you want to go through, Josh? Or what? Uh, that's pretty much everything. Oh, guys, we had a couple of reviews as well. So now, now we're getting people reviewing the pod. Um, there's a couple of funny ones on. This one was on Apple. 10 out of 10 pods, super funny, great vibes. Weekly review of sport is just now a bonus. Favorite part was that when the two tall ones make fun of the short one, when the two sporty ones make fun of the non-sporty one, when one of the tall ones and the short one make fun of the guy with red hair, <laughs> and when the short one tells us an ant fact. So thanks, Heath, for an ant. It's confusing to know who's who there. It's a Venn it's diagram. A very, I, did, yeah, it's I, didn't, very, I lost track. Yeah. I lost track. Am I the tall ringer? I can't yeah, tell. Yeah, I think so. I can't I tell. I love sport. Uh, remember to review the pod, follow the pod, uh, tell three friends, and we'll be back with you next week as we ramp up towards gathering our first field trip of the year, guys. Yes. Yeah. All right, wrap it up, Josh. Wrap it up. All right, you've been listening to the Kiki Ford Podcast. Tune in next week. You might think we're a bunch of thorns when we're kicking it forward.